So I had this really good idea. Uh, just kidding, it's a really bad idea. I only have bad ideas, ladies. I am, just to preface this, extremely ripped, jacked, if you would, buff, muscular, powerful. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not, um, I take a powerlifting class three times a week, and two of those days are weekdays, so I'm just sitting in fucking traffic because I drive across town to go to this class which is at the amazing Liberation Barbell. Shout out to Liberation Barbell for my maybe one putative theoretical listener. Um, Liberation Barbell, Portland, Oregon. Body positive lifting gym. No bro vibes. So I have to drive there. It takes like 40 minutes to get there. And so because I am blessed with attention deficit disorder, I get really bored I've been listening to, to music normally when I'm driving. Sometimes I like call and like annoy my family and stuff, but I decided that I would record myself talking about like whatever the fuck I was thinking about. So this is just my first attempt at recording the shit that I'm thinking about while I'm driving to my lifting class. Hopefully it, it'll just be me talking extremely cleverly, punctuated by like, what the fuck dude? Because let me tell you, these people are terrible drivers. I feel okay saying that. Like, I don't, I don't want to say I'm a great driver, but I really, uh, if you if you refer to the discussion that we had a couple minutes ago, I am extremely buff, very very terrifying as a person, very scary, um, intimidating. A lot of people say, off-putting, um, and I will fight any driver in the Portland metro area. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, I will come to you. I will fight you. Let me start with professional wrestling because professional wrestling is the best. And if you are not into professional wrestling, one, what are you doing with your life? But two, I think you would be interested to hear me talk about it just because I had a lot of wrong assumptions about what professional wrestling was when I finally started watching it because um, someone bothered me until I finally broke down and watched it. And now I love it and it's my favorite. I write about it a lot. Right now, it's July 20th and that means that we are in the middle of the G1 Climax Tournament, which is put on by New Japan Pro Wrestling, which unsurprisingly is in Japan. It's Japan's largest wrestling promotion. It's the world's second largest wrestling promotion. I don't think I have to tell you what the first largest is. But it's this month-long tournament. Um, it's really grueling for the wrestlers. It's really exciting for the fans. Basically, there's two blocks. Each block has 10 wrestlers in it, and each wrestler will fight each other wrestler in that block once over the course of the tournament. So each wrestler will have nine singles matches over the course of this month. They also like have tag matches on their off nights. The G1 is just wonderful because it's where they set up all the wrestling storylines for the year. Their big show, like, you know, WWE has WrestleMania. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling's big show is in January. It's called Wrestle Kingdom. And so right now is where they begin to set up all the storylines that are gonna take us from here 
until Wrestle Kingdom. In fact, the prize for winning this tournament is a briefcase which contains a contract, supposedly, that says you will have a, a shot at the big belt, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom. So that's the big deal. And if you are wondering what I mean by like setting up the storylines, wrestling is actually, I didn't really know this before I was introduced to it, it's, it's kind of like ballet or a, a soap opera, but like with, with kicking and punching and small, small tights. A lot of people, when I'm like, I really like professional wrestling, at first they're like, how fucking old are you? And second, they go, so wrestling isn't real, right? And the answer to that is, well, yes and no. It's staged. The, the outcomes of fights are scripted um, and predetermined because what it really is is a performance art, a storytelling medium. It's not fake or it's real in the sense that these people are really are extremely athletic um, and skilled at what they do. The skill set is pretty interesting because you, you have to be able to get believably injured night after night and still be able to be not actually really all that injured. And so the whole thing revolves around this like simulation of pain and combat, which is a little bit real. And the performers are incredibly skilled and talented. Anyway, wrestling is built around storylines and they are, they are played out in the matches. Stuff happens between, between the matches and, and people, you know, talk and whatever, they interviews and shit like that. But um, the story gets played out in the matches. And this is, you know, it's a little, WWE does things a little differently, um, but for New Japan, this is what happens. So the G1 is super exciting. Each night there are five matches, five singles matches that are part of the tournament. And before that, there are tag, tag team matches that are previews of the next night's singles matches. And they involve, you know, the wrestlers who are gonna be involved in the following night's singles matches. And they're usually teamed up with someone else from their faction they're all in factions they're usually teamed up first with someone else from their faction and they do a tag team match against the person that they're going to fight the following night as a singles match so uh, i want to talk about some of the stories that people are telling right now because it's it's really cool one of the storylines that i think is really interesting right now is um is adam page hangman page is his name He's a younger wrestler. He's really, really talented. And he's in a heel faction, evil faction. I mean, they're kind of like not right now because people love them so much, but whatever. Heel faction called the Bullet Club. And the Bullet Club is interesting because the, the members of the Bullet Club who are in New Japan have this uh, web series where they do some storytelling uh, that's sort of like not quite apocryphal to what, what they're what they're doing in the ring, but supplementary. And on the web series, because wrestling is very real, Adam, air quotes, hangman page, had some kind of break and murdered Joey Ryan, famous dick wrestler. And he, he doesn't have any recollection of this. And so this is, you know, it's funny, it's silly because everything is silly and wrestling is incredibly stupid, which is why you should love it. But 
he has been having this like crisis of conscience because he doesn't really remember what happened. He had sort of had a mental break because there was a lot of trauma. The Bullet Club was having all this drama and the Bullet Club was kind of Adam's family. And so it, he very much had this thing where it was like he was a child and his parents were getting a divorce um, and, and just think about all the worst ways that that could happen where the child takes it personally and the parents don't care and don't see that the child's suffering and whatever. And so that was part of it. Like he was really one of the people who was suffering the most, even though he wasn't one of the major actors in this. And so the other night he was fighting Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is the ace of New Japan. He's um, not, you know, their top guy, but he was their top guy for many, many years. And he's still a top guy. He's amazing. Um, and he's just got a charisma modifier of like plus eight. He's incredible. So let me tell you something about Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm not kidding. This man is the most charismatic person maybe that I've ever seen in my life. He has been the top guy in New Japan for a decade more. So the people who have watched all that time, he's been in front of their faces for 10 years and they still love him. I, I don't know if any of you watch WWE, but you may know that like they're like, let's call him the ace, I guess, top guy. John Cena gets very mixed reactions. And part of that is because of the way that they do his storylines. He People feel like he's kind of shoved down their throat. And part of that is because, you know, uh, Americans are just fucking contrary. And, and like the Japanese fans tend to be more uh, accepting like, okay, we may not enjoy this, but you know, polite clapping and stuff. They're way less likely to boo or to express displeasure unless somebody is specifically being a dick. So John Cena is at the point where like, when his music hits, people start singing along like, John Cena sucks. And it's like become, a, it's become almost like a, an endearment thing. It's come back around a little bit. John Cena is like, gets routinely gets like 50-50 crowd reactions. Hiroshi Tanahashi, on the other hand, is beloved. And there have been times when he, when he wasn't uh, as beloved. Um, there have been times when people were kind of sick of him, but he's been booked really well for people not knowing wrestling booking means like how they plan out the storylines um, and booking is like who wins each match and how that fits into the overall storyline anyway Tana nickname Tana's catchphrase by the way is I love you and the people fucking love it like imagine imagine an American crowd still clapping for someone after a decade whose whose catchphrase is I love you like it's, you can't imagine it. Anyway, and one of the things he does is when he wins like a, a big match, when you win, especially when you win the main event and there's nothing on coming on after you, you do what's called cut a promo. You cut a promo, which is you, you go out, you get on the mic and you talk to the crowd. And, you know, if you're a good guy, you say, if you're a baby face, good guy, you say, you know, I, I couldn't have done this without you. And I just believed in myself, whatever. And if you're a heel, you say, I don't give a fuck what you think. I did this without you you fucker, whatever, um, and so Tana will give his little speech, and then he just plays air guitar for, like, minutes on end. Not only does he play air guitar, they now have, like, as part of the sound system, 
they have guitar chords that they'll play over the speakers while he's miming his air guitar. And he'll just put on an air guitar concert for the people for like five minutes. He'll just play the air guitar for five minutes. That's how much people love him. And like people still go crazy for this. I fucking still love it every single time. I'm so happy when he wins the main event because I'm just like, oh, can I get to see that fucking air guitar? It's the best. So the air guitar, you know, it's, it's his thing. And he sometimes does it as a taunt, as you might imagine. So like in a match, he might do a cool move and outwit his opponent and get down on one knee and strum a chord and look all cool and stuff. And sometimes he does it as just like a celebratory thing, as we all do. We all do a a little celebratory air guitar sometimes. And so anyway, he had the tag team match against Hangman Page. He did his little air guitar thing. And then he handed his air guitar to Hangman Page. And like Tana is a legendary. Wrestling fans all over the world know who he is. He's one of the best ever of all time. And so anyone, whether they're a heel or a face, their character might hate Hiroshi Tanahashi. But as a wrestler, almost definitely they love him. They are awed by him. Um, And I would be too, because also he is one of the most handsome men I've ever seen in my whole life. He pretty much invented being handsome. And if you don't believe me, go look at a picture of Hiroshi Tanahashi. So he hands his air guitar to Adam Hangman Page and hangman's like oh my god oh my god he's like honored right and he he like very gingerly carries it over to his tag partner chase owens hands it hands it very carefully to chase owens chase puts it down on the ring apron once again this is an air guitar chase puts it down on the air apron gets out of the ring and puts it underneath the the ring you know where they keep the tables and inexplicable garbage cans and chairs and shit Um, and he just puts it under there for safekeeping. Remember, wrestling is real. Then, the night of the actual match, Tana did the same thing. He strummed his little chords, and then he kind of gave Adam, Adam's a young guy, he gave Adam this look like, hey kid, wink, you too can be like me if you try really hard. And, again, offered the air guitar to hangman page who was extremely conflicted you could tell he wanted to take it he felt like this was a rite of passage which is actually i believe one of his finishers or one of his signature moves i could be wrong about that anyway this is a big deal so he's conflicted he doesn't know whether to take it because he's a bad guy he's in the bullet club he's a villain and tana's a good guy he's the goodest guy his fucking catchphrase is i love you so whoa what's going on there oh they're not supposed to be giving each other air guitars and and so forth so hangman finally takes the guitar and like holds it in his hand and tana's like hey kid why don't you uh why don't you give it a shot why don't you give a little strum and you know obviously this is all happening with gestures because the audience can't hear what they're saying and hangman doesn't speak a ton of japanese tana doesn't speak a ton of english and hangman like oh god what do I do like he's having this crisis he's conflicted he's even more and the the crowd is chanting Peggy Peggy like do it man like they they're there with him like they want him to strum the fucking air guitar and he uh he just breaks it over his knee and throws it away and Tana immediately just goes after him um and the crowd boos like just 
chorus of boos for for breaking the air guitar disrespecting the living legend the ace of the universe the once in a century talent hiroshi tanahashi but then after the whole thing part of the storytelling that they do you know now extends to social media um, and it also extends to the backstage interviews and things like that so adam tweeted something like he tweeted a gif of himself like breaking the air guitar over his knee and he was like i'm dissociating because i was tortured and captured and i'm having this break so he kind of explains this like moment as something outside of himself and in his backstage interview, he was like, oh, Tana, I'm sorry for working your leg. That's, a, that's kind of a term that means usually the villain does it, but the, the good guys do it too. The, the heel will often like target a body part of the face and fuck it up. Tana has knee problems lately, so Hangman targeted his knee. So Hangman's like, I'm so sorry I targeted your leg. And had nothing but good things to say about the great Hiroshi Tanahashi. And then Tana in his backstage interview. You'd think that he would be offended or whatever. Atana can be kind of cocky sometimes, but Tana's like also really seasoned and he really cares about the younger wrestlers. And probably this extends to Kayfabe, which is wrestling storyline and, and also real life because he's often in the dojo with training with the young lions, which are the recruits, the people in wrestling training. And instead of getting angry, he was like, he's much better than the Bullet Club he's too good for them and I see something in him and I'm gonna get the poison out of him or something like that that was the English translation anyway and so this whole ridiculous fucking thing with an air guitar became this kind of like touching and interesting story about someone who has been through some trauma like when he's talking about kidnapping and torture he's talking about a couple of weeks that he spent in the wwe developmental system for reasons i can't remember but this became a, a joke like he was kidnapped by wwe and he hated it in kayfabe and maybe in real life too and like i said he's going through this trauma of the bullet club breaking up and so it, this stupid thing became this story about a person who's recovering from a traumatic experience and having some really difficult identity issues <laughs> and a person who with a lot of experience recognizing that and wanting to help because he sees talent and he sees potential in this guy and this is just you know one of the many reasons that I love wrestling so much is because you can simultaneously have this extremely fucking ridiculous thing where a 41-year-old man plays an air guitar in front of 10,000 people for 10 minutes, but it can be a meaningful thing that can make you feel real emotions. For example, during last year's G1, Hiromu Takahashi, who is a junior heavyweight, so he wasn't in the tournament, but he was tagging with the heavyweights from his stable who are in the tournament. And he had recently lost his belt, the junior heavyweight title. And he's kind of like a kid and his, his character is like a kind of unhinged a little bit, like childlike, uh, little, little nuts kind of, um, but in a very endearing way. And he had like formed this bond with his belt. He called it Beruto-san, Mr. Belt, I guess. And then he lost it and he genuinely had this like he freaked out he cried and like screamed because he lost his friend and it was really sad and so 
soon after he lost the belt, he appeared with this stuffed cat, this, like, ugly stuffed cat. And for whatever reason, just Hiromu, Hiromu also had this incredible presence and charisma. And so, totally different from Tana's, but... And so he had this cat, and this cat was clearly a kind of, like, comfort item, a replacement for the belt that he loved. And the cat got really, really over. When we say that in wrestling, it means, like, people love it. People love the cat gimmick. Daryl was the cat's name. Is the cat's name. Spoiler, Daryl's still alive. Daryl was beloved. So Hiromu would come out, and he would give Daryl to the Japanese commentators for safekeeping. And then he would pick him up after the match. You know, like dropping your kid off at daycare. And last year, at a certain point, Bad Luck Fale who is in the Bullet Club and is an asshole. In kayfabe and in real life, he is also a Trump supporter, so uh, whatever. Bad Luck Folly came out and he picked up Daryl off the announce table and just ripped him in half. Like literally ripped a stuffed animal in half. I don't know that I've ever heard a crowd react that way. They were so upset. I usually watch New Japan shows in the group chat with my friends and we were just freaking out <laughs> genuinely and Hiromu's reaction at the end of the match was like scooping up the pieces of Daryl and and like cradling them and walking out sadly and like I was crying I was crying because of this stupid stuffed cat and this is why you should love wrestling because <laughs> there's no need to like differentiate between something that you're not supposed to take seriously, something that's silly, and something that matters because wrestling creates its own universe. Kayfabe, which is its own fiction. So in kayfabe, it makes sense. Like, this air guitar thing is a big deal. And, and kayfabe allows for that, allows for something like that to happen. You sort of go, okay, you just really love your belt. That's cool. Like, he would post pictures of himself playing in a kiddie pool with his belt and stuff, which was super cute. And it's funny, but it's also allowed to have more meaning than that because they're allowed to make the rules about what gets to be meaningful and what isn't. So it, wrestling is simultaneously the stupidest fucking thing and, and just great. So that's all I really wanted to say, but that's actually a lot. I usually write essays about these things because I am a cool person with a very cool set of hobbies. So I'll probably post an essay about this thing um, in the next little bit here. So that's how I feel about wrestling today. And just one final little thing another how I feel about wrestling today I don't I don't share this a lot I don't really um, it's nothing that I really want to talk about but this is the first it's the first episode of whatever this is and and so for making it through I think that you kind of you deserve to like hear something special right and um, if you made it this far I just need you to know that my favorite wrestler, Kota Ibushi, is the most handsome man in the whole world. 
And I don't think I've ever loved another human being in my whole life. I only love Kota Ibushi. And I, I never talk about that um, anywhere. So that's kind of exclusive little tidbit. I love Kota Ibushi. I'm in awe that I'm existing on the planet at the same time as him. He does really good flips. That's literally why I'm in love with him. He does flips. They're amazing. Um, just like, look, look him up. Kota Ibushi. He's like K-O-T-A. <laughs> anyway, love of my life. I'll probably never mention it again. Um, and those of you who know me from the internet may be shocked to hear this. Um, but it's real. And I, I, I mean, this is, this is kind of a new thing for me. So I want to kind of do, do something new, right? Um, okay. Well, thanks a lot for listening. If you did, I could be thanking literally no one right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, thanks. And, uh, you know, here's a word from our sponsor.